This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to the episode 48 of our podcast, The SOS Show, and I'm your host, Suchita. Childhood plays an important role in the development of a child and their relationship to their parents is one of the crucial aspects for the further growth and future of the child. In our past episodes, some of our guests felt that the reason for their mental illness was bad parenting and something that sort of stayed with me. So it was imperative that we get someone on our podcast who can actually open the cards for us and how important is parenting and how do we define bad parenting in fact one of the very crucial answers that came through this episode was that do not make your child your project so guys please welcome Varka Chulani she's a clinical psychologist and a psychotherapist in private practice and a consultant for the Leelawati Hospital Mumbai and she's authored two books the seven mantras for teenage success and for the thinking woman she featured recently on the Netflix show Indian Matchmaking as a relationship advisor raising some very important questions on finding love and associate fellow and supervisor of the Albert Ellis Institute New York she helps people from all walks of life her idea of a good life is that which is guided by reason and inspired by love find her on her website workartalani.com hi varka welcome to a podcast the sos show and uh, thank you for joining in on this rainy day how's it going so far so good and thank you so much suchita for having me on the show it's a pleasure to be here you know in some of our earlier episodes we had a couple of our guests who mentioned that the reason for their mental illness whatever that was was bad parenting hmm. so worker tell me as a clinical psychologist um, do you think that this reason is justified a uh, can a bad parenting be a reason uh, or a prominent reason for why a person can go through a mental illness like schizophrenia or depression so i think first we need to make a categorical difference and definition between genetic dispositions yes. which we inherit mm. okay which give us a kind of a latent tendency to go towards these uh, unfortunate difficulties which mm. are chemically caused now schizophrenia for example is a chemical imbalance all mm. depression is not necessary chemical and it is very important for the lay person to understand this that mm. of course there is some depression which is uh, caused by chemical imbalances by endocrine disturbances particularly in women where we have something like uh, you know a malfunction in our hormones which can then mimic a depression and of course then there are what i am qualified to do as a clinical psychologist and a psychotherapist to mm. understand if the depression is attitudinal so mm. what can happen is that when unfortunately the parenting is not of a you know a healthy kind so it's not about bad parenting it's about healthy or unhealthy parenting and at the end of the day we have to understand that parents are not gods we are as susceptible to emotional disturbances to challenges yeah. of our own to you know unfortunate ideologies points of view uh, attitudes and then when we have not sat with ourselves and corrected our own ideations and our own perspectives and our own points of view but naturally we are going to pass the same pass the same means teach the same now it's not necessary deliberate teaching 
children observe by do, by seeing what we do so there is a saying many parents tell their children do not do as i do do as i say because the parents also realize that there's a big gap between what they do and what they say yeah so so children often learn by modeling by uh, uh, you know looking up to the parent and if they see the parent having very strange perspectives very questionable points of view etc you will usually find the children learning the same of course as they grow children have an ability to unlearn everything that their parents may have taught them let me also exemplify another way uh, no parent teaches their child to smoke or drink for that matter okay mm-hmm. no parent teaches their child to do that and yet children mm-hmm. when they grow up or even in their teen years begin to experiment uh, with smoking with drugs with drinking now if parents were totally responsible for their children's mental illness as you said in the beginning of the show yeah. then parents would also be responsible for children's good habits yes. which is not true which is yeah. not true so true. parents play some role i cannot take away the role of parenting but i cannot also uh, uh, suggest that all and every mental illness that exists is only and always because of the parenting i think that's too far fetched sure sure varka um before you know i i want to sort of bifurcate between healthy parenting and unhealthy parenting but before that you know i want to sort of understand if you would like to sort of uh, give a percentage in terms of the kind of patients who come to you what is the difference between according to you uh, a genetic reason for uh, mental illness versus perhaps a childhood parenting so since most of my work is psychotherapy and i'm yeah. not allowed at all to prescribe medication because i'm not a psychiatrist yes. the kind of people that come to me are nice neurotics very mm-hmm. rarely would i get psychotics who need supportive medication of course mm-hmm. when some people do come into the uh, office and i assess them because i'm also a qualified clinical psychologist so i'm able to make a clinical assessment and realize that this is not an attitudinal reason for distress but mm-hmm. rather a chemical reason for distress i refer my clients to uh, psychiatrists so that they can support the client with medication so i have never really gauged and done any study of my own practice very honestly to mm. be give, to give you a correct data point or sure. percentage but i would say thumb rule would be about 15% genetic mm. and mm-hmm. 80, 85% uh, poor learning poor environments poor outlook etc well that's a huge difference varka in terms of 15% and 85% which you are uh, you are you know talking about I'm just giving not, thumb rule about mm, my own practice mm, yeah i'm talking yes, about my own yes, practice yeah yes yeah. so tell me varka how would you sort of define a healthy parenting versus unhealthy parenting so i used to write my mumbai mirror column and right. i had written a scathing article for which i got a lot of criticism mm. where i said 99% of people are not fit to be parents and why do i say that i say mm. that because as i repeat we are as human as any a parent is at the end of the day a human being as susceptible to idiotic thinking as yes. anybody else yeah. i think the first thing that a parent needs to do before he or she decides to become a parent is mm. evaluate his or her own perspectives and ideologies and philosophies of life so a healthy parent is able to first accept his own imperfections a healthy parent is able to put his own attitudes through the you know grinder and has to have the ability to step back as an objective third party 
and ask himself very pertinent questions like how do i think what do i think do i believe that everything i think is the gospel truth are my beliefs founded on facts or are they just figments of my imagination or are they based on societal consideration and mm. do i need to question some of the beliefs that i have learnt over the years whether through my family through socializing or just through the creation of my own mind so i suggest that for healthy parents first parents need to review their own points of view and their own attitudes and maybe go for therapy and do something what we call pre parenting readiness or something like that like how mm. we do pre marital counseling i want yeah. pre parenting readiness unfortunately there is no assessments uh, you know to gauge the mental readiness to become a parent yeah. we all do physical tests we get ourselves checked whether we have you know e- enough sperm counts enough egg counts etc but nobody wants to really sit with themselves and ask like what kind of lives have we ourselves led which gives us the right and i will emphasize the word right which gives us the right to bring into the world somebody else who we are going to be completely and totally responsible for mm. i think parenting in in india is taken extremely lightly absolutely okay. totally totally agree yeah. and we we outsource our parenting we do we are not active parents and i've traveled all mm. over the world yes. I, i have lived for some time in in the us i see that maybe because of the restrictions of no house help etc the parents are fully hands on mm. i know that they have daycare facilities etc but mm. in the time that they are uh, able to spend with their children you will see a very active participation which unfortunately uh, does not exist as much as i would like it to exist over here okay mm. so so we give our parents to our house helps we give our parents to our Uh, our own parents that means parents are often left with grandparents and i understand that practically we all need to we're working very hard we need to make a living but i think at the end of the day an active parent cannot be substituted mm, absolutely like this is a huge statement when you say that 99% of people are not ready to be parents you know so not fit to be parents not, not fit not 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 fit ready, not fit to be they are not mm. mentally fit to be parents at all they're not fit to be parents and that's that that's a huge statement that 99% of people are not fit to be parents so tell me uh, tell me work when we talk about the indian culture uh, or the indian tradition uh, specifically culturally there is a sort of a gap i constantly see between a parent and a child when in terms of interaction in terms of the daily thing a, a child always is perhaps as they keep growing older there is a certain amount of fear that they have of their parents and parents perhaps do not consider the emotional well-being of a child because we do not understand this termino- terminology uh, do you agree with this so the entire facet of india is because we are older we are wiser mm. and unfortunately this uh, the proverb is uh, maybe okay age comes but wisdom lingers mm. there is no fool like an old fool okay <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately indian parents always want their children to be subservient to them of yeah. course things are changing now there are mm. a, a handful or a set of people who are giving the child their identity minus themselves so a child it has an entity and an identity of his own an individuality of his own now mm. as a culture you see india does not celebrate individuality mm. india wants conformity india yes. wants subservience india mm. wants acceptance by society in general we are very socially driven people 
Okay. It has some advantages. I don't deny that at all. But if today in a parent-child encounter, fear is the method of parenting, then we are always going to have children who are going to be depressed. In fact, uh, I wrote uh, my second book for The Thinking Woman. And the book was inspired by an article I read of a famous American psychologist, Dr. Paul Hawk. And that article was, challenge authority for thy health's sake. And Mm. he said that your parents, your doctors, your lawyers, your people in positions of power are not gods or goddesses. If you agree to everything that they say and accept them without questioning them, you are bound to be depressed. And I Mm -hmm. sat up and said, wow. So that inspired me to write my book for The Thinking Woman. And my first chapter in that book says, challenge everything. Question Mm. and challenge everything, including your parents. Now, today, our parents do not allow us to question them because the minute we raise a question to our uh, our parent, we are looked upon as back answering children. Okay, we are looked upon as, you know, uh, what do you say, ungrateful and uh, disrespectful children. What a parent forgets to understand is that respect has to be earned respect is commanded it cannot be demanded right Mm, and we mm. demand respect simply because we are parents Mm, and i want the child to develop a philosophy that i will only respect if this parent is worthy of my respect i know it sounds very radical and i'm asking (laughs) for rebellion but do Mm. you know what that the hallmark of mental health is an ability to question question others and even question your own self. In fact, my entire system of therapy, which Mm. I practice, which Mm. is called rational emotive behavior therapy, Mm. lies with a basic premise or a theory. You are emotionally distressed because you haven't questioned your beliefs. And today, Mm. an Indian parent does not allow the child to think for himself or herself. Mm. It, It is robbing the child from the biggest tool he has which is the ability to question because we are not allowed to question our parents. Questioning has never been a way of our thinking and our life, even in school. The minute you have a child raising his hand and asking the teacher the question, the teacher gets offended and Mm. calls the child, okay, a problem child and Mm. a difficult child and an arrogant child. When all the child is possibly trying to do is understand something that the child, the teacher may have explained, which hasn't really been understood. But we feel so offended and we feel so humiliated as yes. doctors. Today, if a client asks me that, Varkha, do you really think this is my correct diagnosis? I, <laughs> I really ought to respect the person and say, yes, I'm so happy you asked the question. But you see arrogant doctors who get offended when their <laughs> patient asks them a counter question to maybe something that the doctor has said. But at the end of the day, doctors, parents, teachers, we are not gods. And in fact, if we inculcate, you're asking about healthy parenting, a healthy parent gives the child a right to question him or her. Mm. Yes, that's a brilliant answer. The problem is that the minute the child questions us because of our idiotic ideologies of respect, we constantly try and browbeat the child into accepting what we think is right. Yes, yes, totally, totally. Raka, tell me, I see I've been sort of talking to a lot of parents, um, uh, you know, who have children with uh, sudden mental illness. uh, And I see a lot of angst inside them. I also see that they put a lot of responsibility on their children that, you know, their child, you know, is now 
ready to go into the world so this is how is he supposed to perform uh, i as a parent i'm working 24/7 to bring food on the table to bring money so that everyone's life is secure uh, so of course they are telling these things to their children as well you know, what kind of mental pressure would children be going through when they hear the ch- their parents uh, you know uh, talking these points so i it depends uh, i mm. think it's very important to bring a children up with accountability mm-hmm. and it is uh, it is absolutely necessary i think a large part of india is suffering because yeah. indians and i'm going across the board forget about children indians mm-hmm. as a, as a as a community unfortunately do not like to take um, take on accountability so mm-hmm. making a child accountable for whatever we may be providing for them and therefore asking them to just be accountable not to be the best not to stand first not to be able to compete and get the best job in the world yeah. etc okay mm. but to be accountable to themselves i mm. think a very important aspect in parenting which is being missed in our country is that children are being allowed to get away with too much Mm. so you have extremes you have pampering complete you know sense of entitlement like you're the best thing that happened to the world is nonsense and these same children when they come into the real world and the world doesn't give a shit for them pardon my language okay <laughs> these are people who usually struggle hugely in the world because the world mm. is not going to lay a red carpet when i come into adulthood right mm. it is going to treat me like any other and then because i've been suddenly my bubble has burst and i've been living in this cocoon of almightiness i suddenly come into a thud of reality which says hello you're just one of us you're nothing special so mm. these people have the worst trouble because they are, they struggle and not able to cope that's a mm. one kind of parent then you mm. have the other kind of parent unfortunately who's constantly badgering their child mm. yes. and constantly pushing and constantly you know striving and i believe that those are the parents who live through their children maybe mm. they haven't done too well with themselves they have unrealized dreams they ah. they see the child as an extension of them Mm. and so the distress in the parent when the child does not do as they think they should do uh, becomes huge and enormous and then you will see these children and parents having the most unfortunate relationships i think mm. at the end of the day we have to ask ourselves that the child did not ask to be born right we decided to bring him or her into the world he didn't right. have a choice poor fellow okay right. He, right. he didn't have a what do we want from our children yeah. and when i do parenting workshops Okay I hear everybody I say so what why do what do we want our children to become everybody says successful yeah. nobody says a happy child oh my god mm. so that that is the kind of parent who's putting so much pressure on the child because that's why i said he or she is under so much pressure himself or herself but naturally it's going to permeate into the environment of the house Mm, and if absolutely. i don't get out of the trap of competition myself what am i mm. going to teach my children totally totally so if i'm running a rat race my child mm. is bound to emulate me i may not say anything mm. right yes but the child sees that the mother's harrowed constantly bitching about someone who got this and who got that and constantly pulling down her peers and saying you know that i, I should have got this position rather than the whole ecosystem in the environment is fraught with mm. distress and anxiety now yes. how do you expect this child to go to school and not compete mm absolutely 
totally like you just this is such an important point where you said that in the workshop every parent said they want a successful child and nobody said they want a happy child and that's such a great point tell me tell me varka so i mean i see uh, children being pressurized to get those 98% 100% marks in exams and of course we see a spate of suicides as well you know when the exam results are going to be out what can we possibly do about that where is sort of the loophole how can the parents be sort of uh, you know trained or conditioned can we do anything about it education i mm. think education for the parent to first step out of the trap of competition mm-hmm. and on, honestly review like i tell my daughter didn't anyone ask me when they come to me how much i got in my grade 10 how much i got in my grade 12 how much i got in my uh, bachelor's in my masters in my professional training i said nobody gives a damn it is about your overall personality and your yeah. overall range of uh, uh you know education ability to co- to communicate ability to connect and of course your solid theory and knowledge but honestly knowledge does not come with marks mm. knowledge has nothing to do with marks in yes. fact all the people chasing marks usually lack knowledge yes Yeah. True. They are True. mark oriented. They are not knowledge oriented or curio- curious. So today, mm. I think the whole um, uh, recalibration of marks has to start with the parent in the house. Like I, I, I keep telling my daughter, I said, I don't care. Even if you get 50%, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I really mean it. And she rolls eyes and she says, mother, you have no idea what peer pressure is. And we stay in a society and what will other people think? And then I add, I say, you know what? you need to stop caring what other people think of you yes and start caring much more about what you think of yourself yes totally right yeah totally so edu education to the distraught parent that's why education, i said if yeah. i educate the parent he then can deserve to be a parent totally so usually problem children have problem parents usually totally so education to distraught parents is an important thing do you think varka that uh, parenting culture is better say say uh, somewhere in us uh, than in india no that would be too generalized a mm. statement to make there are mm-hmm. it depends individually household to household mm-hmm. okay mm. uh, it depends on the ideas of life the philosophies of living that mm-hmm. every household decides and lives by okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's a very individualistic um, ideation and i'm sure there are wonderful people here as well who have their head sorted so to speak who live by sensible ideas of life and for for them no matter where they go so always remember one thing suchita mm. wherever i go i take myself with me mm. and spoil all the fun mm. So mm-hmm. I can be in Timbuktu and be an extremely mm-hmm. balanced parent. I can be mm-hmm. in the US and be an extremely screwed up parent. I can be mm-hmm. in India and be a very, very, you know, sensibly uh, kind of uh, ideating parent. So mm-hmm. it is not the place; it is mm-hmm. the head and the ideas in the head, which is the which is the deciding factor of healthy or unhealthy parenting. What about what about the culture? See, every culture has its own um, uh, kind of advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. There is no culture which only has advantages, and there is no culture which only has disadvantages. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what is this culture? Culture is nothing but a community of people believing the same thing, and then it becomes a social practice. Mm-hmm. Correct. Culture mm-hmm. is made up of people like us, right? Mm-hmm. We need to keep 
reviewing culture because just to hold on to culture is equally idiotic as to keep saying that we should change our culture every year so at the end of the day we need to be pragmatic and ask why do we practice certain rituals ideas beliefs etc i would hope for only two goals of life to increase health and to increase happiness any culture which is going to take me away from the goals of health and happiness ought to be reviewed Mm, absolutely you you, you sure. understand so sure. culture for sure. culture's sake is idiotic culture has to facilitate human living culture has to take us to a place which makes us healthier and happier and if any practice in my culture is going to not allow me that then it's time for me to stand up and completely disit mm absolutely well guys let me a couple of things uh, you know when uh, we talk about you know there is the a conscious effort from the parents child to build a relationship with their children i see that that conscious effort somewhere uh, lacking we do not understand that so you know what are the couple of things that the parents can do to facilitate this conscious relationship building so i think relationships are based on mutual respect mm. i don't think the indian parent respects his or her child as much mm. or enough mm. okay mm. Uh, today if the child shows respect to the parent the parent has to equally respect the child and i don't think equality exists in the mindset of many 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 indian parents they yes. as i repeat they do not see the child as an entity in his or her own right they mm. believe that they have power over the child they believe mm. that the child is a, a a subservient sorry to use such a strong word yeah. slave to them mm. now if this is the way you are going to be looking down on your child mm. how are you going to build a relationship yes relationships are built on mutual respect and i go further relationships mm. are built on mutual trust No. If today I constantly second guess my child and keep believing that he's lying, he's stealing, he's dishonest, how am I going to build a relationship with my child? And and I I see this. Indians do not trust their children. Yeah. We do not trust our children. We constantly second guess them. We constantly believe that they are only out to make mischief and give us trouble. Now if you go with that frame of reference, okay? Yeah. How are you going to build a relationship? No. We do not allow the child to make decisions for himself or herself. Yes. We always thrust our point of view down the child's throat. I know parents, my own friends, who force their children to do engineering, who force yes. their children to go into IIT because the parents believe that IIT is the uh, what do you say uh, is the door to success. Do you you yeah. don't respect the child's talents and abilities in other arenas. and because of your fixated idea that engineering is going to get you ahead of this iit degree is going to open doors for you you compel somebody to give up his or her passion and dream so how can a relationship be built yes totally right so totally. so i think relationship building is a bridge two people have to walk on together i can't mm-hmm. be on one end of the bridge and my child be on the other end of the bridge and then expect a relationship to grow and therefore you see the animosity that most uh, people have that the animosity most people uh, the parent child has of today is very sad it's very yes. sad mm. okay i feel very bad that you know mm. that 
what is there why did these people give birth to their children if they had no clue of what they uh, what it would entail to bring up healthy happy children yes totally totally what are a couple of advices for the new parents who have decided to have bring a child into their family uh, as a clinical psychologist and psychotherapist how how should they go about the entire process to build a healthy relationship with the child who's about to come in the world so one before you become a parent please think very very seriously yeah. it's a very very difficult job if you want to do a good one that is yeah. that's number one two is that don't make a child your project mm. he is not or she is not your project mm. which you are going to showcase to the world and make the world clap because yeah. somebody put a crown on his or her head a yes. child is a human being give him or her the right to be human the right to be a child the right to enjoy the pleasures of childhood many children are growing up well before their time because the parents are just constantly trying to put pressure on them like i see some insta posts i have very young clients also from you know various uh, international schools age 14 yeah. 13 12 16 mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. and the whole drive is to see that they get the best resume and they are mm-hmm. able to put out the best pictures and they are the greatest artists like what is this oh my god uh, mm-hmm. yes and i always say that you have a life for achievement all achievement does not stop by the age of 15 18 in fact all these people who are these hardcore driven you know uh, achievers super achievers uh, in young adulthood i mean in young growing up years are usually going to fall flat on their face by the time they reach reach 30 they would have been burnt out before life has even begun yes right so take away your parenting project start making yourself your project not your children yes. do whatever you want with yourself and put yourself through the grinder give yourself as much distress as you want but please spare your child absolutely and i actually I use the word spare them yeah <laughs> let them be let them be their own people let them be their own person let them be their own entity in their own right totally i think that's a great point varka do not make a child your project tell me varka do we need to redefine relook as you talking about burnout as you talking about you know these 13 14 year old coming and talking about achievements and uh, the best of resume and the best of pictures you know they put uh, on social media do we need to sort of as a society redefine what is achievement and what is competition absolutely in fact mm. uh, i wrote my first book seven mantras for teenage seven uh, mantras for teenage success mm. where i have a chapter there saying don't compete with competition mm. competition means that you are a follower you will never be a leader because you're competing with someone he or she is setting the tone for your entire life you yes. are following their path not your own path okay mm. so absolutely and therefore many people turn around and tell me but then if we don't compete how are we going to succeed there yeah. is something called initiative taking i do something because i love it because i want it like you sujita you started this sos show it's a great initiative taken by you you thought what a difference you would like to make in the lives of people i'm sure that you nobody was your competitor and if you keep that perspective that nobody is my competitor i just like to keep innovating and experimenting and exploring mm. you yeah. will never have any distress yes that's, right that's so true. 
teaching the child that you have to follow your own path, whatever that path is. Yeah. And it may be the path less trodden, so be it. It's your path, right? So yes. the minute you compete with someone, in a way, you are violating yourself. Because totally. you're, you are being very, very uh, disrespectful to who you are, the person. And you made somebody else the person who is going to lead you for the rest of your life. How tragic. Yes. Totally. Totally. How, Stop yeah. disrespecting yourself. That's a great point. Yeah. Achievement. So, yeah. Comparison. Yeah. So sorry. One, one more word. Yeah. Comparison yeah. is an act of violence against oneself. The minute mm. I compare myself to someone, I'm being violent to me. That yes. means I'm not holding me in any regard of who I am, what I am, what are my talents, what are my abilities, what are my, uh, you know, joys of life. I have borrowed someone else's joy and that makes me utterly miserable. Yes. Yes. Tell me about achievements. How do we sort of, you know, in a word, how, how should we redefine what is achievement? Achievement is very subjective. Me sitting mm. and talking to you right now is a great mm. achievement for me. Mm. Me sharing my knowledge with whoever would listen to your podcast yes. for me is achievement. So there is no one definition of achievement. Mm. And mm. everyone needs to realize that and understand what is his or her idea of achievement. Sitting and reading a book on a rainy day can be great achievement for someone. Yes. Mm. Right. So it's mm. a very personal definition. And I think mm. we need to give more uh, regard to our own personal perspectives of what makes for happiness. To me, happiness and success are not correlated. Mm. Totally. They are not correlated at all. If success was leading to happiness, why would everyone be having so much emotional distress? Because they are by and large, very, very successful people. If you see all the people in the recent past who unfortunately have ended their own lives, yes. okay, are people who've been very successful people in the uh, social scheme of things. Mm, but were they really happy? True. true. That's a question we need to ask. That I achieved so much and unfortunately it came to a point when I couldn't stand my life anymore and decided to end it. True. True. Absolutely. So, so, so what is this achievement? If it's going to lead me to such despair, then it's no achievement at all. Mm. True, true. Totally. Thank you so much, Varka. Follow yourself is one of the bottom lines I sort of got from this conversation. And thank you for your time and thank you for this great, great conversation. Pleasure always, Suchita. You take care. And yes. uh, really, congratulations. I think you're doing some amazing work. Please keep it up and all the very best. A couple of very important takeaways from this conversation is 99% of parents are not fit to be parents, uh, something that we really need to ponder upon. And also the fact that don't compete with competition. Do we need to redefine what is achievement, what is competition and how can that impact our mental health? So guys, if you have any pointers on that, any stories to share, you know where to find us uh, on our website, epilogmedia slash the SOS show. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter handle with epilogmedia and metaphysical lab. And you can find me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week. I'm your host, Suchita, signing off.